0: While 2023 has been an eventful year, 1963 has a special place in the heart of the city of Chicago. And to kind of take a look back at history, I'm here with Paulie Shavari. Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado on the Sports Cubicle, and Paulie, the Chicago Bears, obviously always near and dear, and in the forefront of news here in Chicago, the NFL king in the United States, and this is something that I think you and I kind of went down a weird rabbit hole to talk about. The world champion, Chicago Bears, in 1963, a team that, if you're looking at them, probably should be made of a movie when you think about who they had to beat to get to the championship game, how they won the championship game, their records, some of the names on this roster, especially, you know, you, you're here in Chicago and anytime you hear Bears, you know, Death Gus coming up and yet his tie to this team. So, this is something you actually brought to me in, and, and you, a historian on not just MLB, but loving history of sports, what drew you to the 63 Bears, not just it being the 60-year anniversary, but the awesomeness
1: that is kind of this the white seed, navy blue Chicago Bears? I, I think, you know, the 60 years was the the big reason, the main reason. Like, now's a good time to look back, but but also, they won a championship, you know, and this was the last before the Super Bowl era that they won. Um, and, and I think with me being kind of a, a generation or two removed from it, I remember my uncle and my grandparents kind of talking about the 63 Bears. But when you're little and you don't really have a concept of time, you kind of confuse the the 40s and the 60s like they were right next to each other. So, like, you know, I'm thinking as a little kid, like T-Formation, and it's a different team. This is, you know, Billy Wade and, and Mike Ditka and, you know, uh... uh uh, Richie Pettibone and uh, Ed O'Bradovich and those guys. Johnny Morris. you know, yeah, Morris, yeah. you know? Um, And then just how dominant they were when, when you look back on it. I think this is, um, um, I don't know if there's been any since, I would think maybe the Ravens, but I think the, only the third team in history where the defense led the league in fewest yards given up, fewest passing yards given up, and fewest total yards given up, Um and maybe total points, but I'm not sure about that one. But dominant defensive team, and this might be when monsters of the midway got coined, because they truly were the monsters. But like, what a crazy schedule! It's back when it was 14 games. There's there's something really huge that jumps out to me about this schedule when you think about it chronologically. What jumps out to you when you look at the schedule when the, when they play it? How crazy of a schedule this is.
0: At one point, you're doing three road games. At one point, you have three straight home games to California, Run yep. that they have to go to. So, so look at the 1st let's go the first six yeah, weeks. Yeah.
1: At Green Bay, at Minnesota, at Detroit. Crazy. At home for one against the Colts at Wrigley Field. The Baltimore Colts. The Baltimore Colts. And then you go to the West, way out West, even though you're the Western Conference, at yeah. Rams, At 49ers. So right off the bat, the first six weeks, they're on the road five times, including two way out in the West Coast.
0: So, you know, it's funny, just in that little breakdown, we skipped over the fact, I mean... And well, we're we'll going to go games. over some oh, of that. Oh, oh, the yeah. games I I some context to this George Hallis is still the coach of this team. Mm-hmm. They're playing at his fourth,
1: fourth stint.
0: Yeah, and they're playing at Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. So there is a real connection to this kind of last championship. And then when you bring up the Packers, the Vikings, the Lions, there's remnants of what we know yeah, today yeah like the, we still the nfc know central today. the nfc yeah. north the
1: yeah. um you, you know like could you imagine what if i told you right now oh the bears schedule has been released they got to go on the road and play at green bay at minnesota and at detroit to start the season it's like there's the
0: season yeah. the season's determined the first three weeks right, of the right season there. already yeah. and, and
1: and the green right. bay packers are the defending national champions the defending nfl champions the previous season so they start at lambo in in that game against them. So we're going to go down the schedule in a
0: second because I think this is a formidable schedule. It's a formidable record and what the Packers and the Bears both did in 63. I think it's always important to remember where you came from. But, you know, I always tease the NFL more than any other sport because of my frustration with the 85 Bears about championships and Super Bowls. So this, let's take nothing away from the historic meaning of what the 63 Bears did. Where do you, how much stock do you put in football world championships compared to Super Bowls?
1: I think they're important because, I mean, you know, even though this is technically in the AFL, NFL era, they're still kind of figuring out just how these leagues are meshing, which one's better, which one's not. You know, are they truly competitors? Kind of like the AL, NL in like 1901 for Mm. baseball but yeah I put a lot of stock into it because this was this is the origins of the NFL. I don't know what what if um what if someone came to you and said all right every Super Bowl from like 1 through 25 is invalid because it just wasn't really it just that just Yeah, we've got 50. we've got something even better. We've reformed the uh, the entire uh, uh, system, you know, to have the best two teams play each other. Just to
0: kind of give you an idea of where I'm, where my mindset is in this is, I think of the ABA NBA mergers, kind of when I really think about the championships, kind of taking a new level because mm-hmm. of that. Then I think about the segregation, the integration of the Negro League to MLB is kind yeah, of a different you, way. Yeah, like it was like best
1: out of fourteen teams in yeah. this case, was like you know like the Celtics sure. were whooping up on sure. everyone, and it was like only. Ten teams in the league back then, but yeah, there, there's an element of that, and then also the the championship game was played at Wrigley because they had the better record. So right, in, a, in a way, right. you could argue that these feel more like conference championships nowadays than they are Super Bowls. But this was the end all be this all. Is what they I had. don't know this who won know. the AFL in 1963. Yeah, yeah. but but whoever mm-hmm. that was, yeah. I think would have to go against the Bears in, in that quote unquote you know Super Bowl negative three or whatever. You know, you
0: can only play your schedule and you play what's given. It's the same thing. I'm never gonna take away from the Dodgers winning a World series in the pandemic, in the pandemic or when the Lakers, we can make fun of it. we the can bubble, have jokes, yeah. oh, but like, if yeah. you don't take away what you still had to do, because had the Bulls or Cubs-White Sox had won either of those championships, we'd be hanging up banners here at the studio. So absolutely. you're 100% correct. Don't, don't get me wrong, concerned. I was yeah.
1: looking up every team that had like a Power 5 uh, sort of celebration year. You know, we, we almost talked about the uh, National League champion uh, 1938 Cubs, but I figured I figured only championships, if we're going to take a look back, at, it can only be true championships. So
0: it's interesting you bring up the Cubs. I was looking at this too because obviously we're talking about the '63 Bears, but the '60s in Chicago, you had the '69 Cubs. Yeah. So like there was some vibes going on, and but where, they didn't win anything. They didn't win anything, and it's it's that weird. I, I want to put myself as a sports fan in Chicago at that time. How how important did they was this for them? This looked important because, like, if you imagine, if this season, this coming up year, right, we take that where the Cubs are in the playoffs, the Bears are in the playoffs. Like It's important. The White Whitehawks are in the playoffs. The the Blackhawks, it doesn't matter. Like This city gets up for a huge winner and especially a dominant winner like the 63 Bears. I wonder if you're looking like, I'm thinking of a Christmas story, Ralphie's dad looking at the newspaper talking about Bears-Packers, how important the 63 Bears were to Chicago. They must have been as important as anything else because it's still cemented
1: almost a legacy, right? Yeah, I think so. And it's hard for me to kind of place that because the I, I was so young when the 85 Bears happened that all I knew was that, and that was in yeah. the in the throes of it, you know? So, like, you know, like, all those all those household names back then. But I'm telling you, growing up, though, I remember, you know, my grandpa was a big Bears fan, could tell me about the 40s Bears, the early 60s Bears, and then with my uncle probably being a teenager around this time has talked about, you know, so, like, I knew the names Johnny Morris and sure. uh, Willie yeah. Gallimore yeah. and, of course, Mike Ditka mm-hmm. and uh, um, Billy Wade and, um, oh, uh, uh, Pettibone and, uh, you know, O'Bradovich those, you know, like... So, uh, yeah. I think, um, was maybe- Doug, was Buffon? I think Buffon was a little bit later. Than okay. This. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't um, see him on
0: the roster, but we. Always, anytime you mention yeah. Buffon, we're going to. So. Um,
1: you know, and, and then kind of watching some highlights on yeah. this, you know, I learned about Joe Marconi. You know, okay. he's such a bruiser of uh, a fullback. Such a Bears have. name. And uh, um, oh, their kicker too, yeah. Roger LeClair. He was like a big dude. Yeah. You know how like yeah. nowadays the kicker's the smallest dude yeah. on the team. Roger LeClaire was yeah. not the smallest dude. On I love the that. Team. <laughs> I love that. That's why I love
0: Justin Tucker. Give me yeah. a beefy yeah. unit of a punter, please. And, and
1: looking at like you know, of course, this is still an era where like the pass is not as dominant down as it is you know nowadays but mike Ditka was such a force you know just sure. being a, a tight end but also i think just almost in a way like a third or fourth receiver for them uh just really you know a bruiser himself just kind of getting the ball there was one game late in the season um against pittsburgh it ended up being a tie game um but they uh you know like he he, they, he needed like a big uh they needed a big play he got it it was like you know Uh, dump of a pass, like, 10 yards or whatever, and then he just pounds his way down another, like, 30, 40 yards. So, um, you know, I think he was even, you know, this is why he's a Hall of Famer. I think he was one of the, you know, Pro Bowl or whatever it was, all pro back in the day. So, uh, yeah, Ditka, a, a force on this team. We don't have to go game by game here, but there's some highlights that I picked up where, so they start at Green Bay. It's the defending champs. The Green Bay Packers hadn't lost at home since 1960, and the last team to do that was the Bears in 1960. That's crazy. Um, their first home games in Week Four. That you know? context, oh, really fast. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, just think to about To start that. the season start, like that. Yeah,
0: and and you imagine the for you, Paulie. Like, let's make it personal for you. The Raiders go to Arrowhead after three right? years of of the Chiefs being undefeated, right? and they go in there and they beat them to yeah. start a championship season. Like that is, and huge. then have to
1: go to like a uh, SoFi Stadium, Stadium, and then. Uh, with Denver or whatever, yeah. yeah but okay, then, so, mile high, crazy. Um, Ditka gets four touchdowns against the Los Angeles Rams. They whoop up the Rams, fifty-two to fourteen, uh, week five. But then week six, they're back out west, San Francisco. Now, like the Niners were terrible in this era, so crazy to think and. Too. But this is like David upsets yeah. Goliath, twenty yeah. to fourteen, Kezar Stadium, San Francisco. So that's the only loss all season. What we eventually find out, and it's weird that it comes to a team like San Francisco um but then you you know you flash forward some you know tough you know they they beat up on Philadelphia I think that was the out of conference game um you know they they uh take care of the Colts in Baltimore of course they uh um have a tough one against the the Rams back at home the Packers week 10 though 26 to 7 dominating them like they were in charge the whole time but both teams eight and one going into that that game it's really gonna determine the conference it, it more or less might determine the NFL since we got last year's Champions and the way the Bears are playing this season, uh you know, Lombardi and uh um Hallis at uh um, Wrigley Field. Start out
0: at Lambeau um, and then in in November before Thanksgiving yep, you're yep. in
1: Wrigley. So now now here's the weird thing. So they're next two, uh week eleven, week uh twelve, um tie and tie, both coincidentally seventeen to seventeen. Now what happened between November seventeenth, nineteen sixty three, and November twenty fourth, nineteen sixty three? Major American history moment where they have to even determine if they're even going to play games on November twenty
0: fourth, nineteen sixty three. Is this when uh, Jack Ruby killed?
1: Well, this or? is J- JFK on the twenty second, and then okay. yeah, I think probably so, the twenty third or twenty fourth. Okay, so JF- we're there. there. We're right but, there already. But the NFL decides to play games. You know, be, uh, did they play in Texas where the Cowboys <laughs> playing uh, at that the, in the Texas? The, the texans the dallas texans were um eventually the kansas city chiefs i'm not sure if they're the texans or the chiefs at this moment but that's afl afl decides not to play
0: okay
1: wow nfl decides to play because i think it was pete rosell said uh kennedy was big on football and the spirit of competition Mm -hmm. so we're going to keep playing because of that now i'm wondering if that sort of lingering in the air kind of killed the momentum that the Bears had going into that. A four-game win streak. Yeah, going into Pittsburgh is tough. I'm sure the Steelers were a tough team back then. And then they come home and play a tough Minnesota team, Norm team. Van Brocklin. Yeah. Um, you know, But two ties right there. I'm wondering... If maybe they could have could have could have gotten wins there yeah, go thirteen yeah. and one that I didn't season that. I, didn't one. I don't even think know I thought that was kind of interesting with just the the timing of everything but then they finish off the season um, wins against San Francisco twenty seven to seven to make up for the loss and then the Detroit Lions uh, which was a tough one they were behind in that game and uh, uh, eventually had to uh, work their way back into it it was a must win game a uh, a winner a tie must win or tie game a loss would have given Green Bay the division. And uh, theirs end up winning, um, you know, through the help of, uh, you know, certain guys, like I was saying, Joe Marconi, uh, Benny McCray uh, had a couple pick sixes during the season. We talked about Johnny Morris, uh, Willie Gallimore, Mike Ditka, Billy Wade. Uh, They had 39 interceptions, a team record. At the time, that's crazy. I mean, if you think about it nowadays, that's that's pretty crazy, 39 yeah. interceptions. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they end up playing the Giants in the championship game, top offense, the Giants versus the top defense, Bears. Last time the Bears were in an NFL championship game, they lost to the Giants in 1956. Bears end up winning that game close. It came down late, uh, but they had, uh, I think, five interceptions on YA Tittle. They were beating up on him all day. Tittle throws, like, an interception to Pettibone late in the fourth quarter as they were trying to drive downfield and take the lead, and... The rest is history. The Bears are world, uh, national champions, world champions at home at Wrigley Field, uh, beating the New York Giants for their what their eighth championship. No, it's their seventh or eighth, I believe. I think it was their seventh. I didn't have it in front of me. I think eight was
0: the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it's interesting that, and I'm so happy you brought this to to the forefront. I'm so glad we brought a spotlight to this. I highly suggest. Any sportsmen, especially the young kids, uh, the youths that are listening to us on the interwebs, all over social media, on Sports Cubicle TV, on YouTube, you know, you found this here on WCPT. Check out these 63 Bears go down the rabbit hole of some of the historic teams some of the historic players that you hear about it's always a fun time to just throw it on YouTube and I watch see what yeah happens. I watch the yeah.
1: newsreels on YouTube and it was really neat to see and, and like really underrated um guy that I'd never heard of before this like Joe Marconi for sure and uh Benny McRae on defense uh really huge especially like clutch when you needed him against Detroit and against uh New York late in the season so I'll leave us with a philosophical question
0: you guys can leave a comment down below or of course all over social media Sixty-three to eighty-five. Oh, don't even 20, compare the two. Twenty-two years in between championships. Yeah. It is two thousand and twenty-three moving forward since nineteen eighty-five. How frustrated is there a comparison between the frustration of Bears fans in nineteen eighty-four, the same way there is. Bears' frustration in 2023 in between championships. I want to know the fervor. Did 22 years pass by? Were Bears fans still loyal to the team or were they ready? Well, you got to remember there were some
1: tough years in there. That's There's what like I'm the, saying. Neil so the Armstrong and uh, what Jack Pardee. Yeah. And, it wasn't you know, those, good. Yeah, it was not. It I mean, was, you were talking was, like, you yeah. know, like uh, Peyton was the only like shining uh, ruby on that entire uh, that entire uh, coal, coal mine there. <laughs> so let us
0: know. What do you think? Do you think Bears fans were. More hungry, more angry than they were?
1: I would say they're more hungry today.
0: Let us know, Sports go TV, on the comment section below.